l'horoscope. L'horoscope, c'est l'avenir. J'ai envie de savoir l'avenir, pas toi Moi aussi. New York Herald Tribune Qu'est-ce qu'il y a Rien, je te regarde. Tout ce que vous voulez, moi, c'est photographie. Tenez, je vais vous poser les questions et vous allez me répondre. Ce sera plus facile. La police m'interroge. Elle était moins belle qu'hier après-midi. Ouais, oui, un peu. La photographie, c'est la vérité. Et le cinéma, c'est 24 fois la vérité par seconde. Je me suis passage. Je suis toi écouler. Mais aucun en ombrage. Parce que je suis toi. Pour moi, c'est intéressant ce que vous dites. Les choses qui commencent, celles qui se terminent. Pas votre histoire, ni la mienne. Quoi qu'il arrive, la nôtre. Même si on ne se connaît pas. L'histoire. And legendary French filmmaker Jean-Luc Godard died today at his home in Switzerland. France's president Emmanuel Macron called him a national treasure. Jeffrey Brown has this remembrance. New York Herald Tribune. Ah, Jean-Luc. Godard. I didn't watch a lot of his films, but I became aware of Godard watching Bernardo Bettelucci's 2003 film, The Dreamers, which is basically a love letter to cinema. And Jean-Luc Godard, well, that's where his realistic French new wave realism. And so I wanted to honor him. I haven't watched a lot of his films. Jason Almy, don't hit me. I'm sure I'm sure Jason's watched a lot of Jean-Luc Godard's films. But um here we are, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And so I briefly thought I would honor Jean-Luc Godard. I mean, how can you not honor a man who really changed how we see cinema? And um this is a film podcast. And being that I haven't watched a lot of his films, I, I, I mean, I'm aware of Breathless in Alphaville. He worked with a lot of legendary actors and actresses. And he's a Sagittarius, or was, born Jean-Luc Godard, December 3rd, 1930, in Paris, France. Died t um, today, September 13th, 2022, age 91, in Switzerland. He won a Golden Lion, the Golden Bear, Honorary Academy Award in 2010, Honorary Cesar, <coughs> excuse me, Prix Jean Vigo, Jean-Luc Godard was a maverick, and he was new wave French cinema from Breathless in 1960 all the way to his final film, 2018, The Image Book. And so tonight, 
Briefly, I thought I would honor Jean-Luc Godard. So I promise you tonight an inclusive show, an informative show, because now we're going to move from film to music. So rest in peace, Maestro Jean-Luc Godard. And we move on to Sunday's performance. Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast coming up. And so here we are, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, the music edition, because we talked about Jean-Luc Godard. I didn't watch a lot of his films, so I'm going to wait. Maybe that's an assignment that I could talk about with Jason Ami. On Sunday, I drove my happy little ass over to the William Randolph Hearst Greek Theater in Berkeley, California, to see Nine Inch Nails. They opened with Somewhat Damaged. Oh, my God. Wish, which won them a Grammy. Hearsay. Yes, God is dead and no one cares. If there is a hell, I'll see you there. I mean, come on. We were singing along. Sanctified. The Lovers. Less Than. March of the Pigs. Oh, my God. Everything. La Mire. Closer. Woo! Ahead of Ourselves. God Break Down the Door. The Perfect Drug. The fact that he is doing that live. Come on. Me, I'm not from um, Year Zero. Copy of a from uh, Hesitation Marks. Every day is exactly the same with teeth. 1,000 or 1 million, which was aborted midway because someone fucked up. Gave up. Head like a hole. First album, come on. Subterraneans, which is a David Bowie cover. Reptile. And they ended with Hurt. Which is also made famous by Johnny Cash. What can I say more than I should about Nine Inch Nails? And Sunday's performance was riveting. And um, I've always just been in awe of Trent Reznor. And Atticus Ross was there. That was my first time seeing them live. And I wanted to just dive into the songs and dive into the moment and how it made me feel. Um, oh, yeah, it says here he lost his temper. Okay, that's not what I saw, but okay. Um, <laughs> you know, we all see and hear things differently when we're watching something and um, sometimes it's good to go to a wonderful source called Miss Annie Clark whom I saw at the Greek theater last year this is her talking about Nine Inch Nails during their 2020 Hall of Fame induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Industrial goth music, massively popular. 
and made it something that suburban kids were wearing t-shirts on. The performance at Woodstock in the mud, that's going to be in my brain forever. They just created this world that was tumbling towards hell in the best possible way. So I wanted to go to Annie Clark of St. Vincent for her take of Nine Inch Nails. This band that has existed solely due to the brilliance of Mr. Trent Reznor since 1989. Here's Trent talking to the audience, which he very rarely does. And I'm going to pull away because I don't want to play any music. I don't want to get in trouble by Mr. Reznor or Mr. Ross, Atticus Ross. Oh, my God. This whole moment. I mean, I couldn't really talk in depth because, you know, when you're on the go, you can't. But I was just in awe of what I witnessed. And... um this this was magic. It was magic. Let's go to, um, cause I'm wondering. Okay, who's part of the of the live band? Oh, and their opening act was Yez Tumor, Yves Tumor. He was interesting. Um, so I'll give him that. But you know, we came to. Uh, let's see, live, two thousand twenty two. Band. Okay, here we go. Because I want to get more in depth on um, who's playing with them. Because we have to give credit where credit is due. Oh, okay, I didn't know they played with um, Ministry at some point. Um, what is this? Okay. It was intense. It was intense, and that's what you're going to get with Nine Inch Nails. I mean, hello. Bow down before the one you've heard. You're going to get exactly what you deserve. Come on. I mean, just just the whole ethos of Nine Inch Nails and their sound and, and what Annie Clark was talking about, where they take no fucking prisoners. I mean, the, the evocativeness of the of the band and the music and remember it's all Trent Reznor it's all Trent Reznor the sole force of Nine Inch Nails for 33 years and um I wanted to get some more okay hmm it wasn't a very long tour but it was a s- an essential tour. And and I understand because he's got a family. 
and he's got a wife. He's got kids. And so times really have changed for Trent Reznor, which is good. I'm happy for him. And that he is still able to dive into the music. The music that we will always remember him for. You know, whether you're angry or just confused. When you hear a Nine Inch Nails song, it really does pump some life into you. I mean, you think of the chorus of what... That's why I wanted to have that soundbite of Annie Clark talking about how important we're singing along, you know, bow down before the one, you know, um, head like a hole, black as a soul, black as my soul. I'd rather die than give you control, you know, or even um, the perfect drug. And I want to give a shout out to the gentleman I was having a really great discussion with. I don't remember your name. If there's a way for you to contact me, this is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. You can send a message through. Um, anchor. Um, you could hear him singing Take Me as Trent was finishing the song The Perfect Drug. And I and I almost want to say to him, thank you for that. Because, you know, it's like we're all in it together. When you go see a live band, you may not know everyone there. And I was by myself. and But to you, you felt the camaraderie of everyone, we're all here for the same reason. We're all here to induce this experience in this moment. And um, I'm looking, I'm looking. I wish there was something. Yeah, the, the lineup of Nine Inch Nails always changes. Okay. Always changes. Um. Hmm. Okay, he's not there. I'm kind of looking. At, right now, it's just Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor. Um. But if we go into the different incarnations, uh, I mean, everyone from Josh Freeze, who played during the um, Taylor Hawkins tribute show was a part of it. Um, okay. I mean, y if you go in down and you look at the list of Nine Inch Nails, I mean, in 2013, they had background vocalists. They had um, Lisa Fisher, um, among others. Who, you know, was, I mean, that too, I wish I had seen that 2013 tour because I loved Hesit Hesitation Marks. It was such a great album. Um, but I want to dive into, okay, because I want to know who's playing with him. Okay, here we go. Okay, who's currently in Nine Inch Nails? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't even know. Oh geez. See, it's 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 a revolving door. And that I mean, if you if you 
Google band members of Nine Inch Nails. Um, wait. Who was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh. I didn't know that. Oh, jeez. Okay. A lot of the former band members were all inducted with him. But, okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I mean, let me ask Siri. Hey, Siri, who are the current touring members of Nine Inch Nails? Oh, let's see what happens. Let's see if Siri. Okay. These are the, okay. No, but I don't, I already know who was inducted. I already know who was induced or inducted or, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, let's see. You know, this is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I want to give you the facts. Um, let's go to Nine Inch Nails. Okay. I mean, there really isn't. All right. <sighs> mm. I guess we could say... Oh, Nine Inch Nails Fan Day. Okay. News. Let's see. Maybe it's in the news. Because if you go to the website. Um, okay. Okay, so this was his first. This was the band's first live performances in four years. I mean, if you know, if you follow Nine Inch Nails, this is a touring band. I mean, fuck. Yeah. There really isn't... Okay. Let's see if, by the powers of, s of Google, who is the current drummer for Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Because the drum solos for the perfect drug, oh my god. Um. Okay, I guess this is it. Nine Inch Nails drummer Oh, okay. Because he's the current one. Elon Rubin. Elon Rubin? He is the current drummer. I mean... Oh, my... 
It's like we got to do this the old-fashioned way. Who is the current guitarist for Nine Inch Nails? It's See, it's been a, rev a revolving door. <sighs> okay, it's not Robin Fink. It's not. Um, let's see. No. Doesn't really say. It really doesn't say. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a bloody shame. In in the essence of rock and roll, um, I got the new Behemoth album, and so I am just loving it, and I'm loving the shirt. But back to Nine Inch Nails. As I explained to someone tonight, the videos don't do it justice. Being there and witnessing it does it justice because it hits you. It hits you like popcorn, and then it's sound, and then it's sonic, and then it's lights, and then it's, I mean, I mean, if you've suffered from seizures, I wouldn't have taken you, because it was just, it was that inducing, and each song, I mean, they opened with somewhat damage, and they closed with hurt, and, um, oh God, it was, I, I was surprised how early you know, I think 10-ish, because I was thinking like 11 or 12. Because if you think of Nine Inch Nails, in terms of the songs that he can cull from and all the different era eras, I mean, I was listening to the gentleman that I was having the conversation with off and on, and him just talking about how Trent really can pull from all these different eras that he's existed in because of Nine Inch Nails. <sighs> and and his piano and keyboard, I mean, virtuoso skills. Um, yeah. Pretty Hate Machine came out in 1989. Oh, my God. I was thinking he was either going to do... Um, what is it? Um... I mean, he did Wish. I love Wish. Uh, he did the Perfect Drug. I was th he didn't do the Hand that Feeds. Um, I mean, hmm. Oh God! If you look at, there's Pretty Hate Machine, 1989, Broken EP, 1992, The Downward Spiral. Did a lot of songs from the Downward Spiral, 1994. The Fragile, 1999. With Teeth, 2005. Year Zero, 2007. Ghosts, 1 through 5. 2008. The Slip, 2008. Hesitation Marks, 2013. Not the Actual Events, EP, 2016. Add Violence, EP, 2017. Bad Witch, 2018. Ghosts, 5 Together. Ghosts, Locusts. Oh my god. It was just like, um, 
Yeah. It was magical. But there was one song that I thought he was going to do, and it was... um. Is it something I can never have? Or even the line begins to blur. Oh, I love that song. Because I was looking at the different set lists. Because sometimes you you kind of try to guess. Like, okay, what is what are they going to do? Like with Tool, that's how I was able to estimate. Oh, okay. Because the set list was very consistent. But the day that I woke up to go to Tool, I remember thinking they're going to do a song that they haven't done on the tour. And boom, they did. I thought they were going to do Tempest. And they did... um. Um what is it uh Oh jeez I'm so tired that really it's uh let me see they go into it um cuz it's from Feranoculum. Colleen Voices. I thought they were going to do that. They didn't do that. Or no, they did. I'm sorry. They did. I thought they were going to do Tempest. They ended up. That was the first time they'd done it on the tour, and they did it in Sacramento. But back to Nine Inch Nails. You know, they, they are all kind of within each other. I mean, Trent Reznor has worked with Maynard James Keenan and Pussifer. I think they're doing something. They'd worked all worked with David Bowie at some point, so... You know, it's a collective. It's a collective. And so this final airing of everything Nine Inch Nails that I w- basically was witness to on Sunday. And you could just feel it in the air. Everyone was kind of with each other. I mean, I didn't bring a cushion, so I had to kind of sit a certain way because my butt was just starting to, you know, when you sit on that stone seat, it's like, Oh man. Now I know how the Greeks and Romans felt. Um but actually their butts were different back then. <laughs> oh my goodness. What can I say about nine inch nails? I mean just everything. Everything. Uh, I think Annie Clark summed it up best. And you know who they were inducted by? They were inducted by Iggy Pop. And here's a funny thing. The beat to Closer is basically from, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Night Running? Is it Night Running? From Iggy Pop when he was working with David Bowie. I mean, that drum, that was a drum machine beat. So the fact that, um, Trent Reznor took that and sampled it. And then if we go into the downward spiral to closer, I mean, come on, those lyrics. I want to fuck you like an animal. I want to fuck you from the inside. Um, You get me closer to God. I mean, oh, my God, that song. Um, The drum track of closer closer is built around a heavily modified sample of the bass drum from the 1977 Iggy Pop song Night Clubbing, which was performed by Roland Drum Machine. The samples were produced using two Aqua S11000 samplers, each which should expand or essentially making up four samplers. Samplers 
were then combined with beats produced by a Roland R70 drum machine. The production features sound effects such as a bass squelch, synth echo, and feedback growl. Radio edits of the closer of closer were uh, credited by multi multiing the vocal track for the duration of the each deleted obscenity of oh, G's. Um, oh, I didn't know this. Lyrically, "Closer" is a song about self-hatred and obsession. To Reznor's Reznor's dismay, the song has widely misinterpreted as a lust anthem due to its chorus, which famously includes the lines, I want to fuck you like an animal, I want to fuck you from the inside. In 2003, VH1 ranked the song at number 93 in its countdown, 100 greatest songs of the past 25 years. The song was ranked at number two as AOL's 39 sec 69 sexiest songs of all time due to the explicit frankness of the chorus. Motley Crue drummer, oh geez, Tommy Lee said of the song, come on dude, I want to fuck you like an animal, that's like the all-time fuck song. Those are pure funk beat, fuck beats. Trent Reznor knew what he was doing. You can fuck to it. You can dance to it. You can beat, break shit to it. Although there were numerous remixes of Closer, the version titled Closer to God was heavily reworked as the vocals were completely re-recorded and the overall song retained only a few elements from the original version. Closer to God was also released as a promotional single separate from Closer. Closer mainly intended for club play. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. I sound kind of bleh. Oh, God, that video. That video is intense, and they had to edit the fuck out of it. I mean, I've seen the unedited version, you know. Um, in fact, I remember talking to George Strombolopoulos about the devils, and uh, some of the imagery kind of reminded me of Nine Inch Nails' video for closer so that really is uh that's the dr zeus phone podcast jean-luc godard someone who pushed the envelope visually and trent Reznor, who continues to push the envelope musically visually i mean you there's there's so much to say about this band and um how present and how essential they are this is not music to uh this is not feel good music it's not this is primal as annie clark said this is corrosive it is gothic goth it's industrial but i said this to some people i was talking to at the concert i said now let's all be real here nine inch nails would not exist without the influence of skinny puppy in ministry and Trent Reznor is fully aware of that. Even The Cure. He he looked to The Cure. Great bands. So, but mainly, I think, in, you know, and, and he has since buried whatever hatchet there was with Al Jorgensen of Ministry. And there's a lot of great photos with um, Trent Reznor and Al Jorgensen together in the early days. So that's what I would like to see is when Ministry is finally inducted, Trent inducts them. That's what I want to see. Or when Skinny Puppy, the same thing, are inducted, I want to see Trent Reznor in induct them. You know, because you you in this industry, you have to give credit where credit is due. A lot of people don't do that. And, you know, things happen and people die and things fall apart. 
but um you know i'm here to tell you i saw i saw i saw ministry before i saw nine inch nails this year oh my god you want to talk about heaviness and i was telling the people i was talking to i said i lost my hearing in my left ear when i went and saw um ministry and it came back of course um, I almost thought that was going to happen at Nine Inch Nails because I didn't take my earplugs with me. I left them in the car because you can still hear music. It just filters things out. But I'll be honest with you. I didn't feel I needed it. And it was an open air concert. And it wasn't like the Warfield, which is a smaller venue. I mean, still the same amount of people. But um, yeah, September 11th, 2022. I went to Berkeley and saw inch nails still very much a part of music still very live and vibrant in so many ways and conveyed so much um and i don't with them i don't want to say they're still good because they've always been good there was no nostalgia it was in your face there was no jumbotron you know, I'm not, uh, I'm going to knock nine in, or Montley crew and all that because I went to that. My friends took me. I, I appreciate them for the invite. I liked Def Leppard and I liked Joan Jett. That was it. I thought Montley crew was just ridiculous, ridiculous. And then I, then I, 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 you know, psyched myself up for nine inch nails and I, and really that's a band right there that really equals everything more than what I saw in San Francisco. It was also a better venue. <laughs> and I don't need Jumbotrons to see a band because I could see Nine Inch Nails live and clear. And so it really was a, a, an experience to finally see this band that I have been listening to since I was a teenager. And to, f to have this all realized, that visceral live experience and so i'll end tonight by also saying that's what a jean-luc godard film is it's visceral it's very visceral it's french new wave and i bet you we could use nine inch nails as a soundtrack to many jean-luc godard films as always unpleasant dreams